0: Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode one of Coaching Connections with Marcus Alvarado. I am your host, Marcus Alvarado, and I want to thank you again for taking some time to hang out with us. On Coaching Connections, we sit and we talk to coaches and find out what it is about them that allows them to make these impactful relationships you know, being put in these leadership positions, how is it that they make these connections with everybody they come into contact with? It's really fun to talk to these guys. Today we sat and talked to Coach Mark Gardner of Brandeis High School and Coach Rodney Clark of Wagner High School, both in the San Antonio, Texas area, both phenomenal coaches. Both led their teams to the state tournament this year, but the tournament was canceled due to the pandemic. We sat down and talked about their childhood, their lives, and the feelings behind canceling the state tournament, and what it meant to them. Thank you again. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Coach Gardner, Coach Clark, let's get after it.
1: Kid on the way. Yeah, congrats on your uh, good fortune,
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm in the opposite boat. My, my daughter got a job up in Dallas, and my son's home from college. I'm ready for him to go back.
1: <laughs> 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 Rodney, how many does this make for you? This will be wait, hold on, four. I got one and it's gonna be a junior in college, one that's gonna be a senior in high school, two and a half year old, and then a newborn. <laughs> and the one
2: in
1: high
0: school, she plays ball, huh? Yeah. She had yeah. a pretty
1: good year. Yeah, they were going to the state tournament too, and then everything got canceled so that she didn't get to play hers either. Wow. Yeah. Well, I uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys hopping on. Uh, we won't. We won't be too long. Uh, this is just more of a of a session to kind of get to know you guys, uh, get to know the coaches themselves. You know, ask a few questions, let you guys just kind of casually have conversation and and, and kind of go from there. Uh, that was good. A to do. Uh, so, I first, don't know. Did, y'all, did y'all see the news? Do y'all know what that means? Uh, the governor announced that uh.
1: Yeah, we're not going back to school.
0: Still doing distance learning, I'm assuming? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. i got to figure out how to get all their equipment
2: back at some point. Well, I mean, because we practiced on that Thursday, and, you know, they had all their uniforms, had everything, and then everything was canceled. I haven't seen them since besides Zoom.
0: You're talking about basketball
2: equipment. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking uniforms, practice gear, all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
1: I got to figure out that, too, because uh, my guys, well, they had their game stuff, but I think all of them put it back in before they left, but I'm not sure. So, I got to with the principal and see how we're going to do that. Because I know, like, on Wednesday, she goes up to the school. But, I mean, I, I don't know how it's all going to work. Yeah. Well, they got, like, three
2: or $400 worth of equipment at their house that I need back. Yeah, that's cool.
0: <laughs> we, uh, we yeah we had just did inventory, washed everything, and then uh, we, we were about to pass everything out after spring break, and then this happened. So we, we had everything.
2: Yeah, folded
0: up. Where I'm at now, I do the
2: opposite. I give them all beginning of the school beginning of the season, and then I don't see it again to the end. You're yeah. in charge yeah. of washing it, and oh. uh, leave me alone with it. I, it. It works out. I just always remind them about five times before every game which uniform to bring, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm out of the washing business, but now that's killing me. We've gotten most of our freshman and JV stuff back, but even not kids that immediately went to football, I'm missing uniforms from them.
1: That's a pain. Yep. And, see, I'm not – I don't – hell, we've lost stuff, and I take it back every game. That's what's crazy. <laughs> they lost stuff in the tournament. There's one kid, he lost game short. And so, you know, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. So – I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell them, hey, break your stuff up there. I know for a fact that half of them probably will not. Yeah, so okay. then what do I do? You know yeah, what I mean? I don't know about that.
0: Talk it up to a loss, right? I mean, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if I don't think honestly, you
2: know if everything. some varsity stuff gets lost, I don't care. But varsity stuff, I want that back. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's that's some stuff up there. <laughs> I got everybody else's stuff, varsity guys' stuff, and I need to get back.
0: Well, how are you guys holding up during this whole thing? Uh, personally, you guys, uh, what are you doing to keep yourself sane? I've walked more
2: times to my damn neighborhood in this past couple of weeks than I did in the 14 years I lived here before that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you can hear my mini-me in the background. That's what I've been doing. Hell, yeah.
0: well, Who's taking care of your horses? Me.
1: <laughs>
0: do, you, do you live there on, on the same side, or you got to go out there and take care of them?
1: No, I got to go out. It's like. 25 minutes away. I go out there sometimes and I sit out there as long as I possibly can <laughs> just to get away, you know? Yeah. Works. Yeah, at house all day is it's crazy. Yeah, it gets old quick. <laughs> How many holes do you have? Two right now. I got two. I'll probably end up having to get another one sooner or later.
0: So just about this whole COVID thing, what, what were your first thoughts whenever – this stuff got real serious and, and things started closing down. What, what was running through you mind? You want me to go first, Ronnie? Yeah. All right. Well, you know,
2: we you win the regional tournament, and, you know, everybody's super excited about that, you know, and especially for us at our place being the first time we'd ever done that. I mean, kids were fired up. So that next week on Monday – We didn't practice. We just had a meeting, and we went over the schedule for the week and how everything was going to work. And I really talked about the atmosphere of state tournament, the excitement of everything. Um, So we spent a lot of time talking about that. Then we watched some Duncanville video and and went over some of that and then had good practices Tuesday and Wednesday. Side gym just for the, you know, you uh, know, we play there, but just to kind of practice with the arena style. And then Thursday was just a short kind of wrap everything up practice because our plan Thursday, we were going to go to uh, the Wagner game. So I, the kids would have a chance to get into the gym, go support another local team. But I told them, bring money, buy programs, get souvenirs, get all of that out of your system. That way, Friday is a business trip. For sure. Well, as the week was going on, especially about Wednesday, when you started hearing of other things canceling, I kind of started talking to the guys about it, about things canceling, stuff changing, and kind of preparing them, but really even preparing myself for it. And then Thursday, like I said, we had the good practice, kind of a good shoot around with about an hour, and then we were going to meet back in the school at 545 to get on the bus to go down to the Dome to go watch Wagner play. And I'm sitting on my couch after practice, and I start getting texts from people at the 3A games with pictures of the scoreboard. And that's when I heard about it. We get the – and then it's not five minutes later, somebody from UIL calls me, our athletic director, our principal. In the space of about ten minutes, everybody's calling me. Yeah. And that was brutal. You know, that was just getting that notification, everything kind of – at that moment, you realize, yeah, it's done. We're not playing. And even though you kind of saw that with NCAA and stuff like that happening, you're still hoping that we get a chance to play it somehow. And yeah. when that had suspended, even then I knew there's no way we're going to make these up. And so we still had our 545 meeting. I still had the kids come to school. And by then, I had to- I had when I talked to them, I put on the positives of why and trying to sell it and it almost seemed like the kids were handling it better than I did. Like, they they kind of got it and had been around it and had some time to process it too. But, yeah, it, it was like a gut punch originally when I first heard. And then yeah. now all these weeks later, again, it, it makes sense looking back at it. Um, still stings a little bit when I think about it, but uh, it makes sense. It's just, yeah, that first
0: – when we first heard about it, that was not fun. Hard, hard to swallow. I mean, it's the right thing to do is yeah. safe. Safe
1: thing to do, but it's still tough to digest. Yeah. Well, we were just about to go do our little send-off. You know, parents were up there, the principals, you know, they were doing all this with, like, cops and all this whatever. And so we were just about to get on the bus. And then my wife sent the picture to me. No, she called me first, and she said, "Say it ain't so." I was like, "What are you talking about?" But what do I do now, and then, but then she uh, sent me a picture of you know the scoreboard up there. I was like, "What?" So I called my AD, and I was like, "Hey, did they cancel this or whatever else?" He's like, "I don't know." I was like, "What?" So nobody knew anything. And then I got the call from UIL from Gorman saying that you know they're canceling the rest of it, whatever else, and this and that. But. um uh, you know my guys were were fired up because at the shoot around. Here's what's crazy at the shoot around um, the night before. That one kid, I don't know his name. Well, we're sitting up in the bleachers, and he walks by, and he starts talking trash. He's like, "None of y'all ain't got no offers, no D one offers. I was like, "What? Who's this guy?" And so our guys went to the restroom and they were sitting there. So then my prize possession says something real crazy to the kid and like, they're like getting in each other's face. So I have to send my assistants over there and this and that. So, I mean, they were so amped up and excited to, you know, have this rematch game and whatever else, but you know, when I went in there, I sat down in the locker room and I told them, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, I don't know if we're going to do it or whatever else. And then, you know, I had been talking to Gorman. Well, that Wednesday when I heard about the NBA, I called Gorman. And I was like, hey, like, are we still doing this or not? And he said, no, we're going through with it. So I was like, okay, because, you know, the kids were texting me. Are we still playing or whatever else? So I called. My whole thing is when the NBA canceled their stuff and then when the NCAA did theirs, I knew that they were going to have to. So yeah. I don't know why I just didn't say, hey, we're not doing it, you know, we're sorry or whatever else, because if those two big things are going to do it, well, you have to. There's no way you can get by. It. But yeah. not doing it, you know, so. Especially, you know, I had 12 seniors. I was, at the senior night.
0: I was there at senior night, Rodney. It took about an hour for for. <laughs> <conversation>.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: we're in the same boat. We had eight seniors. And – I tell you the thing that upsets me the most is, you know, one, we never even got to get into the Dome. Our shoot around was Friday morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were, we never even got in there. But, you know, after everything got suspended, I actually asked UIL. I said, can our kids at least get programs? Can we get something? I hadn't heard anything. So wow. we not only didn't get to play or go to the Dome, we our kids don't have their programs with their names in it. Um, Obviously, we didn't get medals or anything. So I'm still – I know UIL still kind of in the back of their mind thinks that, ooh, maybe we'd get a chance to play this, at least before today. Um, But at this point, I I just want some closure. Whether you say, all right, all four teams are state champs or all four teams get bronze medals, I don't care. But you figure those kids lost that chance to stand there on the court, win or lose, to
0: get a medal over their head. That's an opportunity of a lifetime that they're not going to get to experience. Right.
2: And so it, some yeah. type of closure at this point, I think is important for UIL to do rather than just at this point. I haven't heard anything from him other than Dr. Brightup's uh, video he sent to everybody about wanting to play stuff, but nothing from then since
1: no. the,
2: the 12th when everything got ca- uh,
1: suspended. Yeah, And, you know, it's just, it's just The experience, because I remember, well, you know, when Cliff was there, we went twice. But, like, like being the head coach that first first year when we went, and just, like, the look on the kids' faces when, yes, we lost that last game or whatever else, but just the experience of getting to state as a player, is amazing. Like, I never got there as a player. You know, I never got to experience that. And, you know, that is just That's so much, you know, yes, you want to win it all, but, you know, if it doesn't happen, it'll happen. But just the experience of it is just so much more impactful. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a better appreciation for, you know, all the stuff that you've done this whole time, you know, the hard practice, the tough games that, you know, you might have barely won or you lost some tough ones and you still fought back to get there. Like that is, to me, that's more important than the winning part you know, um, for the kids, especially.
2: Well, know? like I said, the recognition,
1: getting the programs <laughs> with
2: their names in it, everything like that. Like, how many I got to go there as an assistant coach in 2002 when I was at Roosevelt. And so, yeah. and we played Dallas Lincoln, Chris Bosch, and a sold-out Frank Irwin Center. So yeah. I knew the atmosphere and what it was like. And I'd been building that up for our guys all season and then pff, gone. That's, that's the tough part. So coach, you yeah, were with selfishly I wanted to get there as a head coach. Right, yeah. Oh, no. That's tough.
0: Coach, you were with Gurlig at Roosevelt in 2002? Yes, sir. I was uh, I was a senior in high school, in McCullough. We played you guys in the regional tournament. <laughs> I was a player on that team. I did not know you were assistant on that team.
2: Yeah, and then we beat we beat Sam Houston in the finals. Mm-hmm. We had split with them in district. And then we beat them in the finals to get to go. That was fun. That semifinal game against Dallas Lingen, I'll never forget it. You know, we're up four after the first quarter. It's a tie game at halftime. We're down four going into the fourth. Well, it's still a four-point game with about four minutes to go. And I'm thinking, man, we got a shot at the upset. And – they come out, they had called timeout. They come out of the timeout, they stopped pressing and went just straight half-court. Man, we couldn't score. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had kept pressing as they stopped pressing and now Chris <laughs> Bosh is changing shots around the rim. The oh, game yeah. ended on a 16-0 run. We lost by 20. <laughs> Man, Man, that, that was a heck of an adjustment on their I guess. D1 players, um, I mean, and again, we, Playing Duncanville, the number one team in state, but you know they we were out athleted in most of our games this year, and just because we had smart kids that could shoot, you know, I figured hey, we got a shooter's chance, but yep.
1: no, nope, we'll never
2: know.
0: Never
1: know. Yep. See, that yeah. I was thinking about y'all too. I was very nice. Got a chance to beat those dudes, you know, especially if they can get in that game, if they can shoot how I've seen them shoot every yep. game. Like, yep. They got. They got a decent shot to do it. You well, know. And
2: you're, I'm watching video of Duncanville, and honestly, their style and everything they did was similar to Judson. And so I'm thinking well, we've got a shot, but, you know, because we could put six, five guys out on the floor plus a couple subs that could fill it so, up. So I wasn't worried about the offensive side. Now, I was trying to figure out how we were going to slow down Peavy and some of those other guys on the defense. <laughs> but,
0: you know, sometimes I'll trade threes for twos along the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's tough. What's tough. You guys, won't, your kids won't get to experience that that whole atmosphere and, and the whole experience itself. Well, what What was it like uh, growing up for you guys? As far as um, you guys come from families that had coaching coaching backgrounds
1: or 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 educational backgrounds, or no? I, I didn't. I did not. not. In the military, my mom she stayed home and she had her own in-home daycare um my dad coached us in like little league stuff yeah now my dad was like an all state like football and basketball and track star at uh, Gonzales high school
0: nice. and
1: um what's really crazy is he had a chance to go and I used to tease him once well, once I got older <laughs> and I knew I wasn't get in trouble. He had a chance to go to uh, USC to play football wow. and he chose not to. He wanted to stay close to his family because he had uh, some family in um, Austin, his sisters and brothers. And so he went to Houston Tillerson and played. And while he was there, he could have went and played for the Colts. No. But he chose to go to the military. And I used to tell him, I say, "Hey, thanks, guy. I like, you, 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 I could have had a totally different life. Like, <laughs> yeah. you made you life know, a lot more said, harder than it had,
0: yeah. a lot more difficult than it had to be.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot more difficult.
2: My parents, both of my parents were teachers, so I grew up being the typical rebellious kid. Like, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm not going to do that. And <laughs> Neither one were really into athletics. I played basketball, but I grew up on a street with about five of us all around the same grade, and we would play all the time. So, played basketball in high school, and honestly, I was a very average high school basketball player. Uh, And probably the only thing that made me good is the fact that I was smart and could see the floor and understood the game, but just skill-wise – Yeah, I would never play open gym with our guys that we have, (laughs) not (laughs) not even counting for the age. Um, But, uh, you know, I graduated high school and I thought I'm going to be a computer science major. And after I spent about a year doing that, I thought, I just don't fit in with these people. And that's when it went back to teaching and coaching. And then just been lucky to work with some good coaches along the way as I moved up through the ranks. But yeah, I don't have the normal background story of all these athletes in the family or I was a star athlete. Uh, it was just kind of a – my love for the game was the biggest part of it and then wanting to do it. But, yeah, you know, kids ask me all the time about, you know, how I was in high school and playing. And it's funny. I graduated from Marshall, played for Terry Morris. So, you, you guys you know, remember the Terry Morris ways. So, it was funny. <laughs> When Bobby got the job at Marshall, he found an old scorebook with me in there and he took sent me a picture of it and I'd scored four points. I said, I think that might have been my career high.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I played at That's uh for well, first of all, when I was a sophomore at May Varsity, I played for Coach Stevens, who I don't know who knows him, but then Wacker came in my junior year, so I got to play two years under him. And then I went to school, you know, and played at Northwestern. But then after that, I didn't want to have anything to do with basketball. Like I was like done because like in the summers, you would play AU, I just, I I burned out. I was like, "I, I, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. Like I'm done. And so I tried, you know, different majors or whatever else didn't get none of those done that I wanted. And then When I first got out, I was not even thinking anything about this. I was doing electronic stuff in Austin. And then when 2000 hit, you know, everybody panicked like the world was going to end. So they started laying people off. And I said, I need to find something where it's more stable. And so I was like, you know what? Teaching. And so I went and got my alternative certification and did that. But I didn't coach for my first three years. And I was at Zachary Middle School my last year of middle school. So it was my third year. And the principal kept asking me if I wanted to coach. And I was like, no, because the boys over there used to have to go and scout for the football team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and they would have to, that's when Del Rio was in. So like on a Thursday night, they'd be going to Del Rio and scouting. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, no way. And so then, He comes at the beginning of the next school year and he said, well, I got a girls position. I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I did eighth grade B team girls, my first coaching gig. And I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad because it brought back, you know, some more competition for me because our competitiveness, because I didn't play in none of those leagues. I, I wasn't doing all that. And so then I heard Wagner was opening. So I called over to Coach Arnold. And I talked to him and then he got me in touch with Cliff and we had the interview and then it went from there. And then I started loving it again because I was like, you know what, it's my competitive edge that I need. And plus, like after a while you start hearing back from kids that graduated and whatever else and they're so grateful about this, This It's pretty cool. And so that's what I, you know, it's just great to hear the old kids, you know, say great things um, because, you know, like I, I even tell my kids, like, look, like I'm not you no know, Coach K or Popovich. I'm still learning a whole lot of stuff that I need. And so, like, all this stuff that you're getting, all these tournaments, like I'm not – I don't go to all these tournaments do all this stuff for me. like, it's for you. And, I, you know, you have to appreciate that. I'm all this time away from my little girl and all this other stuff and you know, so I, you know, I'm doing it because I've always wanted to work with kids and now I get to. And so it's just, that part of it is what, what what's good for me. You know, now don't get me wrong, I like to win, but you know, if it doesn't happen, I've been in seasons where I didn't make playoffs and I've only won 15 games, you know. and
0: yeah.
1: Had some rough ones, so you know, it is what it is. But those kids are still learning, you know, because for us, you know, a lot of my kids, they don't have nobody telling them that they need to just suck it up and quit making excuses for all the stuff that's going on in their life and just get, get what they need to get
0: done. For sure. I see yeah, that. You do a good job with those guys.
2: That uh, connection that you build with kids as a coach is so much more than as just a teacher. And that's that's one of the biggest things. And like you said, them being a part of something and Learning how to handle adversity, um, being good uh, representatives for their their team and their school. I mean so many things they learn from that. And that's really the most rewarding stuff. But I'm like you, I'm super competitive. I wanna win every game. Um, but big picture wise, yeah, it's the relationships that make the biggest difference.
0: For sure. And that was one of the y'all, you guys just flowed right into so that's one of the questions I was gonna ask you. You know, what are what have been some moments that uh, that made you realize like this is a lot more important than just trying to win games. This goes a lot deeper into the relationship. Do you guys have any particular stories that stick out in in mind?
2: Well, this year, obviously, is going to be one that we'll tell for a long time. Um, A couple years ago, uh, I couldn't even remember the year at this point, but there was a real bad car accident uh, during um, lunch at school where a couple students were killed. I think I was at Market at the time. Yeah, and I remember that that very next game, the way the kids uh, kind of huddled up with the other team and moment of silence and everything, and it wasn't my idea. I didn't tell them to do it. They asked me if they could, and, of course, I'm going to say, yeah, definitely. But the fact that it was led by the kids, that was one of those moments that stands out for me, uh, something where they understood the kind of the – bigger picture that goes with things and then afterwards we actually had the conversation about how basketball and practices and games can be an escape from other stuff that's going on and uh, that was that one really stands out for me because that was a tough time in our community uh when that
1: all happened yeah for me um i guess Let's see, my first year as the head coach, I had a kid that I had on JV. He was a senior. Well, after he graduated, he got into some stupid stuff, and he uh, he got arrested probably three or four years after he graduated for a uh, capital murder. And uh, he got out, and he was out for a while. Probably about two months ago, I think, he got sentenced to life without parole. But the, probably – the last, probably about a day or two before he got sentenced, he sent me a message on Facebook and he's me as a coach and even after he graduated as a friend, you know, he said, I love you and I appreciate everything you've done. And that, like, that killed me. And it kind of changed the way that I looked at, you know, some of the kids that I was having difficulty with. So it kind of made me change the way that you know certain kids you know i have to look deeper like why are they being this kind of kid you know what i'm saying like is it because of me because they don't like it or is there something a lot deeper that that they're dealing with and so you know i started pulling in and having private conferences with him and just talk to him about stuff and he turned his whole attitude around about a lot of stuff like when we get on him when his teammates say stuff, whatever else, and it kind of changed how he would react to things. Now, he ain't perfect, and it didn't go away, but as regards to mine and his relationship, it changed. And so I think that, for me, um, was like a big turning point in my career so far because now, you know, I started looking at kids individually like, okay, well, there's some kind of reason he's acting out. You know, he's doing this for a reason. It's, it's, it's deeper. And, you know, coming to find out, there's a lot more stuff going on than it wasn't the basketball stuff. You know, it was stuff that was happening at, at his house. And so, you know, I think that was one big thing. I, I tell you one, the most special moment for me as a coach so far was when Deron hit that three against Westlake in the regional championship game. You know, having my nephew hit that shot, to send us the state was like the most uh, memorable special moment for me. Yes. You know, I'll never forget that one.
0: I had I had a moment one time where uh, this this guy was a you no know, AAU coach for a lot of our neighborhood kids, and um, and at the time a bunch of our kids played on his team, and and I knew him well. Uh, we we grew up at the same time, uh, but he went to a different high school, and uh, and he died out of the blue. And so I knew a lot of our guys were really close to him. And we had a practice the I'm next lazy. morning. And, um, and one of the kids that plays for him showed up. And he uh, he just broke down. He was just devastated. He showed up about 30, 45 minutes before practice. And he was just devastated. And he kind of just came up to me and didn't say anything. He just hugged me. And I just, I just kind of held him for a while. And I, I told him it was going to be OK. Um, no, but moments like that help you realize that that obviously, you know, our, the relationship that we build is a lot more than just trying to win these games. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I appreciate you guys taking time. I, I don't want to take up your whole day. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap this up. But, but before we go, Michael Jordan docuseries is coming out this Sunday, starts this Sunday. What do you all think about that?
1: You know, what's really crazy is that, I actually don't watch a whole lot of sports when I get home. Yeah. I try to get away from it, so I don't I don't know. Like, I'll probably watch it now. I've watched, like, some great stuff, like documentary stuff and stuff like that, but, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm really tired of all this debate on who's the best in this and that. Like, yeah. everybody has their own opinion, so nobody's going to agree anytime. So Ever. it doesn't yeah. matter. I still think
2: Coach Clark, that actually makes me feel better that you said that because I thought I was the only one. (laughs) I almost never watch basketball when I'm at home. Almost never. You know, I'm a huge Spurs fan, so I watch the Spurs when they're in the playoffs. I don't watch a regular season. And I honestly, I don't watch any college basketball until uh, March Madness. I get so (laughs) tired of a timeout every four minutes. It just kills me. There's no flow to the game. I hate it. I, so, yeah, I, I thought it was just me. Now, I love oh. college football on Saturdays. I watch right. college football. Yes. But, yeah. yeah, everybody's hyped over this Jordan documentary, yeah. and I'm thinking, he had not played in 17 years. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't well,
0: care. I'm excited for it, but I'll say this. During the season, I mean, we don't have much time to watch anything on TV. Like yeah, right. I don't watch any Spurs or anybody. It's hard. It's so hard to find time to even watch it. Well, and a lot of people, you know, don't understand
2: our schedules in Northside. You know, especially when I talk to coaches from across the state and everybody plays yeah. Tuesday, Friday night games. And I'm thinking, right. We don't do that. We have game nights four nights a week because oh, our no. sub RCs don't play at the same night. Yeah. So I'm I it's four nights of the week are a game night for us. And so when I get home, I mean, I'm not turning on more basketball. And even if we're <laughs> not playing, somebody in our district is, so I'm scouting. And yeah. so Yeah, I don't watch it when I get home. Like I said, I watched every Spurs playoff game in the heyday. I couldn't even tell you who won college championship last year. I was like, I guess it was Virginia. (laughs) I do remember that. (laughs)
0: Because we the
2: worst side kid on the team. But, yeah, other than that, no. So that makes me feel better, Rodney, because I thought I was the only guy that
1: was like that. I can't. (laughs) I'd rather – I watch a lot of ID and – you know, live PD. I watch all that kind of stuff. Like I, <laughs> all of that stuff. I'm doing serial killing stuff right now. I'm watching a lot of serial killing stuff. I don't know if that's good or, or bad in, in this quarantine time. <laughs> I've run out of stuff
0: to binge watch. So, Well, I appreciate you guys. Coach Gardner, congratulations on winning uh, San Antonio Coach of the Year and your team earning the trip to the state tournament. I appreciate yes, it. And Rodney, you guys, uh, you know, earning your trip to the state tournament, how many is that already total for you, Rodney?
1: Uh, If you count with Ellis, that would have been five. Five? Yeah, three as a head coach.
0: You guys are both doing a great job, and I appreciate you guys taking time out to talk to us. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Sir, you guys have a good day.
1: You You too. too. See y'all later.
0: Thank you.